you know, 20 years from now, be able to look back on my life and say that I have truly impacted millions and millions of women to have financial freedom. And I just, I, I know that I have those special gifts. Not everybody has the gifts that I have. And I don't want them to go to waste because of excuses and all that kind of stuff. Well, hello there. It's Dr. Nicoletta with the Millennial Doc Podcast. I'm a physician, dermatologist, lifestyle entrepreneur, mama in medicine, and confidence success strategist. Each week, I'll bring you inspiring guests, lifestyle, relationship, and business tips to help you consistently take action, act confident, and live an abundant life. Step out with confidence and get ready. Thank you so much for pressing play and joining us for this episode. You guys, I am so excited for our first interview guest on the Millennial Doc Podcast. So this episode is for you today. If you want permission to evolve, if you desire an unapologetic life and are ready to be shameless in the pursuit of your ambitions, you will learn the biggest success factors from a million dollar a year earner who has up-leveled her business, her impact, and her life. Kayla Kraft is a mom of three, self-made millionaire, lifestyle entrepreneur, and master of online business and sales. The California native went from saving lives in the ER as a nurse to helping women pursue their passion of owning their own business. She has helped thousands of women to start believing in themselves as both entrepreneurs and businesswomen. Her company, Mommy Millionaire, serves to pour out practical tips in the online business world today. I am personally so impressed with the value she delivers every single day. Last year, she launched her podcast, The Mommy Millionaire, which hit top 100 for iTunes, released a best-selling book, and started a mastermind. She is an annual seven-figure business-earning guru who has designed an incredible life for herself and is on a mission to help others do the same. Listen in as we dive into how she became an ER nurse, the challenges she had growing up, what cash flow really means, and we end with some fun skincare Q&A. Please welcome mommy millionaire, Kayla Kraft. Kayla, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you today. How are you doing? I am super happy to be here. Super proud of you for doing this. Thank you. Well, you inspire me. So, hey, I'm here because of basically watching you. <laughs> so thanks for being on the show. Before I get started, I just want to kind of ask a few questions, a rapid fire, just for my listeners to get to know you. Are you ready to do that? Yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. Awesome. Okay. So where did you grow up? I grew up in Bakersfield, California. Okay. And now where do you live? And now I live in Newport Beach, California. Okay. Much different. Oh, yes. <laughs> do you see have the view of the beach where you live now? Yep. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. What's your favorite quote? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I love that one. Favorite. Awesome. What would you say one of your best superpowers? I have the power to get people to believe in themselves. That's awesome. What is one of your favorite books? Well, I love my book, The Habit of Leading Yourself. <laughs> it's a one-year guide to becoming unstoppable. And that wasn't a shameless plug. It's really, I mean, that book would changes lives. It already has changed lives. But the book that really changed my life was a book called The Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. And it's by T. Harv Ecker. I read it about seven years ago. And it really opened up my mind to the possibility that I could be for real financially free. 
Yep. I read that book about a year ago and it was definitely something amazing. And I'm glad you mentioned that to my listeners. Um, who is someone that has changed your life in the last five years? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say my business coach, Matthew Ferry, I started working with him maybe three years ago and I had a lot of anger built up in me and he helped me really release that anger so I could experience joy in my life. And like, I was just on the phone with him today. I'm forever grateful for him for that. Can we go into, well, when we get to your backstory, can we go into that, how that kind of that developed the anger inside of you? Oh yeah. for sure. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So what is one of your all-time favorite accomplishments so far? I would say having all three of my kids. So I can't even say one, but they are my biggest joy and my biggest, I mean, reason why. And every day I look at them and I'm so proud of them, you know? So I think, yeah, that's what I would say. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. What is something that you do every day to build your confidence? Oh, I always do something that scares me. And so I always just like find some little challenge to try something new and get out of my comfort zone. And then when I realize I didn't die, then my confidence grows. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay. What are you grateful for today? Ooh, I, you know what? You will appreciate this. I'm grateful for eShots because this mama is tired. Yes, I totally get it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was awesome. Okay. So not a lot of many of my listeners really know more of your backstory. So I have a lot of healthcare millennials that are going to be listening and joining in. So I really invited you because I really wanted to, for you to share your story about how you were able to really shift from being an ER nurse to having an abundant life as an entrepreneur and what it really took for your mindset shift and all that, if you could go deep into that. Oh, yeah. I love this question. I was actually just talking to somebody about being an ER nurse yesterday. So when I was 13 years old and I had to decide what high school I was going to go to, I decided to go to a high school where they had a health career academy. And the reason I did that was because they said, hey, if you get a job as a nurse, you'll never have to worry about having a job. You'll always have a job. And I grew up in a very financially unstable home. My mom, you know, declared bankruptcy when I was seven years old. We went from house to house. I saw her, you know, many times, like just not have enough money. And I always like hated that. I hated not having money. And so I knew, I saw her struggle because she was a hairstylist. So she was self-employed. And that was part of the reason why she, you know, had money issues in my head. So what I did was I wanted to become a nurse because I was like, I want to always have a job. So I got into the field for really the wrong reason, right? (laughs) Most people say, I want to be a nurse because I wanted to help people. That's not why I did it. But I also did love people. I loved helping people. And I found myself in this field. I was obsessed with nursing at this point, right? Because I had been really doing it since I was 14 years old. We started to volunteer in the hospital. And I fell in love with every aspect of healthcare. And I saw myself becoming the chief nursing officer of a hospital one day. And uh, when I was 21, I joined a master's uh, program to get a master's in healthcare administration because I knew that was the route I was going to go. And, you know, there were so many things that were flawed in the healthcare industry. And working as an ER nurse, I would see the same patients come in all the time. We, We would call them frequent flyers. And what I hated was that it was just like putting a bandaid on the real problem right? And the real problem was their mindset. The real problem was that they were obese and they had no self-control. And it bothered me that I couldn't really do anything to help that 
And so I got into the health and wellness industry to be a part of preventative care. That's amazing. I mean, we see that so much and it's just the more you see it, it's almost like you get desensitized to it. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, 100%. 100%. It was just kind of like I started to become jaded and not care. And that's when I was like, okay, you know, nurses that don't care are the worst kind of people. And I did not want to be that person. So why did you want to be an ER nurse and not like, you know, OB or something else that's also kind of exciting? Is it like the thrill or what drew you to the ER? Oh, that's a really good question. So I chose to be an ER nurse because I loved that it was always changing. And actually in my rotation during nursing school for OB, I actually passed out. (laughs) And so that was, I knew I wasn't going to do that. And I did a rotation in the ER as a volunteer when I was trying to get, before I was getting into nursing school, I volunteered to, you know, intake patients. And so I loved seeing everything was new every day. And so I wanted to be a part of that environment. Yeah, I didn't actually really like OB. It it wasn't my favorite either during med school rotations. So what do you think you'd say the scariest scene that you saw in the ED that like you remember? Oh, okay. That's a good question. This is funny. All right. So towards the end, I honestly hated going to work because it was kind of a very hostile environment. Most people don't realize in the ER you're dealing with patients in crisis and it's scary. Like sometimes your life as a healthcare professional is on the line. And there was this person that came in having a psychotic breakdown and wanted to attack me and actually went in to grab me. And one of the doctors had sucks, which is paralyzes you. And that's what people use to get intubated. And he had sucks in his hand and he literally grabbed the patient and stabbed him in the shoulder with the sucks to get him off of me. And I have this scene of him laying on the ER floor with this guy and he's basically just on top of him. And me, I'm just like shaking scared. And I get like five minutes, I don't even get five minutes to actually even process the whole entire situation. It was like back to work, right? We had to get him on a gurney and then we have to intubate this guy because it was so crazy, but it probably saved my life because the guy was gonna strangle me. So that's the kind of stuff I remember. That's the kind of answer. Wow. That's, that's crazy. Okay. Wow. So after the ER, tell me like what or after, you know, your transition from your ED nurse to your business mentors, kind of what mindset shift or why did you want to, I know you were talking a lot about preventive medicine, but like also how about like living a different life than maybe everyone was telling you, or if you could talk about that. Yeah, I think you know, I saw all these nurses and I was a charge nurse when I was 23 and I saw, I was, so I was managing and leading all these nurses that were much older than me. And I looked at them and I thought, they're so unhappy. None of them want to be here. All of them want to be somewhere else. And I thought that's going to be me unless something changes. Right. And so I know the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And so I decided right then and there that I needed to have a different life because I didn't want to be them when I was 40 years old, you know, dreading going to work every single day and being so jaded. And so that's where I decided I had to make a change. And I wanted to be doing something where I was passionate. You know, I used to be super passionate about nursing. And then when I got into healthcare, I realized I can't really change the system. You know, it's like beating it. I mean, you just cannot change it. You could be the best person you could be, but there's a lot of laws and regulations that are going to get worse. And I just saw the writing on the wall. And so I wanted to be a part of something where I felt vibrant, I felt alive, and where I could actually help people and really make a difference in their lives. 
I love that. So then after that, kind of what was your, you know, next step like for your family? Like how important is it for you now to build a legacy for your kids? Oh my gosh, it's everything. It's so funny. I just recorded a podcast episode with my kids last night. It's going to go live next week. I'm super excited about it because, you know, they're just, they're my reason why I am so driven, you know, is because I never want to have to tell them no and not in a, you know, like spoiled brat way, but I always want to give them every opportunity. And I actually have this goal to give each of them an apartment complex by the time they're 18. So that way they can decide, you know, if they want to be an entrepreneur or if they want to go to college or whatever they want to do, they have a head start in life. And I want that to be generational, you know, because I just feel like when you don't have to worry about money, you can get so much more impact done, right? Definitely. 100%. I love that. So talking about money, I know you talk a lot about cash flow, and I think it'd be really good for my listeners to hear. I know you love using that word cash flow. Can you talk about all the ways that you create cash flow or why is it important to have different types of cash flow? Oh, those are my two favorite words. So the reason why it's important to have cash flow, and this is why I love network marketing because I make at least, you know, $10,000 a week for my network marketing business residually. And what I love about that is every time I get that paycheck, I'm using that towards some, towards, towards some type of investment. And when you get to invest in things, let's say like a startup company I just invested in, I know there's a big risk in that, right? So I know if I'm investing $100,000 into that company, there's a good chance I'm never going to see that money again. But there's also a good chance we could 5X that and make 500,000 off of that deal, right? But when you have an amazing amount of cash flow coming in on the regular, you're able to take higher risk, right? And so I love, love, love the fact that it's not a big deal. If I were to, you know, invest $100,000 and not see any of that money come back to me, I know that it would just take me a couple weeks to recover that money because of the cash flow I have coming in. And I believe you should always have different types of cash flow too. So like, you know, with our real estate, I love that I have, I have this goal where I want a hundred thousand dollars of cash flow every single month to come in because I know for me personally, I, I need a hundred thousand dollars to live every single month. I know that sounds crazy to people listening in. I used to live on $5,000 a month. So trust me, it just, you know, you, it, you start to spend it. And I said, that's my goal. And so I know, okay, how many doors do I need in order to create that type of cash flow coming into my life every single month? Because that's real financial freedom. And most Americans, they don't have more than three months worth of savings to live if they were to lose their job today. And so cash flow is very important. Constantly be looking at what assets can I invest in right now to create more cash flow. Network marketing is an asset. You know, real estate is an asset. And but not your, your personal home is not a real estate investment. It's not an asset because that doesn't create cash flow for you, right? Unless you're renting it out. And so that's how I knew a very long time ago. I was like, not a very long time ago, about four years ago, we invested in our first property. And I was like obsessed because it had more than one door. And we have cash flow from that today. So does that make sense? Yes, it definitely does. So in Southern California, do you rent? Is it better to rent in Southern California? Yep. So our philosophy, actually, and this is our first, the last year we've been renting, we sold our house. It was a million dollar home in Bakersfield and we sold that and we used all of the cash we created from that home to invest in some companies. But the reason why I tell you that story is because we sold a million dollar home. 
okay? When we bought it, we bought it for $350,000, okay? And we put about $400,000 into it to make it a beautiful luxury home. I mean, literally, I was crying when I left that house because it is so beautiful. And I have, I live in a four and a half million dollar home now, and it's nowhere near as nice as what I lived in in Bakersfield. That's what's so crazy. Side note, but we poured all this money into it because we knew we were going to get some equity out of it, right? And long story short, we spent about seven years in that house and we were able to create, after we sold it, we made about $250,000 from selling that house. But it also took two years of us not even living in that house. We had to live at Chase's parents' house while we were remodeling it, okay? And if you think about it, it was a big freaking pain in the butt, right? So for $250,000 over seven years, it really wasn't that much money. If we would have spent a lot, all that money, because we really invested about $750,000 into the house, if we would have put that into an apartment complex, we could have made so much more. Do you see how that, that works? And so we're like, okay, we're going to rent this time. And that way, really, we're just spending money on rent. We, have, we can move at any time. If anything's wrong with the house, we can call up you know, the landlord and they can fix it. And it just works out better for us because to buy a four and a half million dollar home, we would have to put at least a million dollars down. And I want all that million dollars to be going towards way more important things for me. So, and right now, I mean, I'm just like so freaking excited about all my investments. So, because that's where true wealth happens. And if you put it all of your cash flow in one little eggs nest, like you're going to be screwed if the market crashes. Uh, totally. So when you were saying about renting, actually, a lot of when you graduate medical school, of course, you're in a lot of debt from school. And many kind of some come out in the first year of residency and actually get a house and they think that it's a great investment. But I kind of I, I don't see it really like that. I think it's better to like rent, especially when you're, you know, just starting and building up. Is that is that what you'd say? Oh, 100%. And you don't know where you want to be. Right. So like, what if you want to move a year later and then you have to wait to sell your house? Right. So I just feel like, especially like until you like, and our goal is like, once we have the exact cash to spend on an oceanfront home, that is when we'll buy again. And until then, I know that's going to happen one day, but until then we're going to rent. Oceanfront. Yes. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay. Those are like $26 million. So <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> All right. So thanks for answering those questions about cash flow. So another question is like, how do you yourself define success? Ooh, okay. So I feel like that's a loaded question because there's so many things, but the most important success to me is that I raise children who love God and impact the world. That is, if I did that and that alone, I would feel like I was a success, which is kind of crazy because it's so dependent on other people. Right. So I would say my second type of success would be that I would, you know, 20 years from now, be able to look back on my life and say that I have truly impacted millions and millions of women to have financial freedom. And I just, I, I know that I have those special gifts. Not everybody has the gifts that I have. And I don't want them to go to waste because of excuses and all that kind of stuff because God gifted me, you know, so powerfully. And I don't want them to go to waste. Wow, that's deep. That's an amazing answer. Um, how important is like the environment that you surround not only yourself with, but also, you know, your kids so that you can, you know, raise them into kids that love God and also impact the world? That's all I've been doing. That's all I've been doing. I am so protective about who's in my circle. 
and who comes into contact with my kids. It's everything to me. And I'm also very protective over my kids. My kids don't have sleepovers. They've only had sleepovers with my nieces and nephews. And it's even then it's not too much because I don't want too much of an influence from them. So I'm just like very protective of how much time they spend with people. I'm constantly like, if, if I get a weird vibe from anybody, like I just, I always go with my gut because I've been burned so many times from not going with my gut. So I just think of it all the time as like God weeds people in and out of my life. I trust that all the time. And if I don't trust my intuition, God plucks them literally out of my life. Like he takes them from me. I, yeah, so I'm constantly evaluating. I reflect back on my day every day and say, who did I come into contact with? Why am I so low energy right now? And what's so crazy is every time I do that, it seems like, oh, there's a person that pops up or like, oh, I'm super high vibe. And I, then I check and I'm like, oh, I talked to this person today. That makes sense. I need to talk to them more, right? So you just got to constantly reflect on your energy levels and then be, you know, set boundaries like crazy. And I talk to my kids about this too, because my, my daughter, you know, she's six years old. She's in first grade. And even at that age, she is, she's a highly sensitive person. And there's a whole book on, on HSPs. And I don't know if you're familiar with that, but they take on other people's energy. It means they're a very high empath and she is that person. And so she has, I mean, she'll have stomach aches and she'll tell me about some of the stuff. And so we'll walk through the tools about how to protect your environment don't hang out with that person. Even if that person like seems really fun, every time you hang out with them, you feel horrible afterwards. So you've got to start standing up for yourself. And that's a daily conversation in our house. Yeah. I recently heard the quote, your environment is just more powerful than your willpower. What do you think? Yes. Yes. I agree 100%. Okay. So next topic, what are your best health tips, things that you've incorporated into your life and also anything you want to share with your skin? Ooh, okay. I think water is super important. I feel I actually, you know what? I haven't drank enough water today. That's probably why I'm so tired. I just realized that. Second of all, I am a freak about washing my face and touching my face. So I used to be like really into picking my face and touching my face. And I would, I, would, I had a really bad acne. So I do not touch my face. Like and I freak out like when people do my eyelashes or they do my makeup or anything like that. Like I literally make them wash their hands and p put Purell on because I don't want them to touch my face with dirty hands. I'm a freak about that. It's hilarious. And I always like the other day I went to it. I got a laser done by my dermatologist and I literally asked her to wash her hands before she touched my face. I'm like a freak. So second of all, I also found out I have celiac disease. And so that helped my skin so much. So if anybody's like struggling with skin issues, get it allergy tested because I think most people are allergic to some things that they had no clue about. And I guess you can develop celiac like later on in life. So, and my husband just found out he's allergic to eggs and he has major skin problems. And so I'm hoping that that clears it up too. Side note. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So are you gluten-free right now then? Yep. I've been gluten-free since January. And before that, what's crazy is that I never ate like the things that stand out as gluten, right? So I've never ate bread. I've just never ate bread. But then I didn't realize like gluten is in soy sauce, right? And I was eating soy sauce on everything. Like every time I had a stir fry, I would eat steak and stir fry like vegetables all the time with soy sauce. Like, hello, that's gluten. So that wow. was like, that was eye opening for me. I'm like, oh my gosh. So now I just, and I have a full-time chef too. So that really helped because, and he had to have a whole learning curve. He's like, oh my gosh, he was, you know, he didn't realize either, but that also helps because he's doing extra work for us you know, to make sure that everything's completely gluten-free. Wow. I did not know that about soy sauce. 
I know. Um, that's crazy. Wow. It's hidden everywhere, just like sugar is. So Right. It to- totally. And that's, so that's what makes me like super excited. My skin is looking bomb. I'm like so happy. Yay. Can you share quickly what your AM, what you do in the morning and in the evening for your skin? Like what your regimen is? Yeah. So in the morning, I always wash my face before I go work out. So I think, I don't know if you agree with that, but I read somewhere to do that. And so I've been doing that for like the last year and I'm happy about that. I always put on these gel patches underneath my eyes to take away the puffiness. And then on my way to work out in the morning, I use this ice roller on my face to decrease inflammation. And then when I get home, I also put ice packs on my face before I put makeup on to make sure that the inflammation is down. So that's, and I always use, anytime I wash my face or touch my face with anything, I always use cold, cold water. Because what I found is with the heat, it opens up your pores. So, I mean, I know I'm talking to the dermatologist, so, you know. Anyway, so I always use cold water because I want to keep my pores freaking closed, okay? And <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and so I use, right now, I'm using Obagi, and I use their whole acne line. And I like it a lot. It's pretty harsh, so it seems like my face is kind of always doing some type of peeling thing. But I'm also still combating um, very oily skin with acne. So you'll see my face in a couple weeks when you come to my house, but you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't want to give up that harsh regimen because I really want to work on, you know, getting rid of the oil. So we'll see what happens. But that's mm-hmm. what I do in the morning. And I do the same thing at night. I do both Obagi morning and night, always use cold water. And then actually at night, the only thing I do different is I put on this growth serum that I really love, the Obagi Growth Serum. It, it makes your face feel like oh, so smooth. I don't know. I'm like obsessed with it. Do you use a retinoid at night? Okay. I was. I was. And then I had to stop using that because I got my eyebrows microbladed. And you can't use it for like before and after. And so now I could start using it again. But then I just read this whole thing. So you could tell me. I was using And then I read this thing that says retinol changes your DNA. Every study shows that retinol changes your DNA. And I'm like, oh, freaking A. I don't want to like, I, I don't want to age even more. So what do you say about that? Changes the DNA like of your skin or like DNA t- telomeres kind of everywhere in your body? Yeah. Yeah. I, that. So I definitely have not heard that. All I know is definitely that it helps with, you know, with aging, you know, wrinkles helps like to desquamate kind of like the first layer of the skin and keep it like fresh. So I haven't heard that. <laughs> I'll send you the, um, the YouTube send me the video. article. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It was by a doctor. Okay. Yeah. Send it to me. I- I'd love to know more. And I know you love being girly and wearing makeup and you take your makeup off all- every night though, right? Oh, I'm a freak about that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just want my listeners to make sure. <laughs> no. I do. I take off right now. And I don't know, maybe you have a better thing because somebody said not to use makeup wipes because they're so exfoliating on your skin. Do you agree with that? So I don't use the ones I recommend a non-fragrance, non like fragrance-free Neutrogena makes fragrance-free free wipes. Yeah. So those okay. are soft and just make sure you get the fragrance-free ones because fragrance at least bothers me. So yeah, I try to do no fragrance. Okay. So you think those ones are soft enough for your skin? They are. They are. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's no like beads on them. They're soft. Just get the fragrance-free yeah, I've used ones. Them before. Okay. I'll mm-hmm. try those because Right now I was using this cleansing balm from Beauty Counter and it just seems like it does not take my makeup off. I feel like I have to try it over and over and over again and I feel like it doesn't get it all the way off. So, so. What, I, what I do is I kind of first use a wash, like Cetaphil has a good like acne wash or like a gentle wash. I first like do that and then after that, what, what doesn't come off with the wash, I use the Neutrogena makeup remover and then for the eyes only, I just use like 
you know, oil, because oil is like the best to take off, you know, like the eyeliner and mascaras. So I wouldn't oh. really rub the Neutrogena wipe over because it's kind of harsh on the eyes just because it's more for like, I use it for the face. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. Ooh, I didn't know I was, I feel like I got a consultation with a dentist. <laughs> That was fun. Okay. Awesome. So, okay. So skin, health, business. Okay. So I'm just going to ask you one of my last questions I'll be asking you. Why are you so ambitious? <laughs> I mean, that all goes back to my childhood. I, I hated being different when I was in elementary school. And I know it's so weird that I take it all the way back there, but if everybody would focus in on their childhood, they would probably become more ambitious because they can probably think about some situations that piss them off. <laughs> but I, I really, you know, I was the only one out of my friends that had a, a divorced mom and dad. And I was the only one out of my friends that like didn't do any extracurricular activities because we couldn't afford it. And I was the only one out of my friends that didn't have grandparents. And so it was just like everything about me was so different. Plus I was chunky and I just was so uncomfortable with who I was. And so if you understand that about me, you'll understand why I had this need to prove to the world that I wasn't that shy, chunky girl that had this dysfunctional family. And like, I remember every family thing I would go to or anything, I would always be like, gosh, I cannot wait to not be like these people. And that was for me at a very young age. I mean, I remember being like eight years old thinking that, going, I will never have this type of life. And then when I had the chance, it was like, I wanted to do everything to not be like them. And, you know, now I do it for different reasons, but that's what made me in the beginning be so driven. And then, you know, that will only get you so far, right? And so now I look at my kids every single day and I want to teach them what a champion looks like. I don't want them to just, I don't want them to meet them to look at me and chase and just be like, oh, they're like every other parent out there. You know, they just kind of, they're boring. I don't want my kids to think I'm boring. I want my kids to look at me and be inspired, right? I never want my kids to be like, oh, I don't want to be like my mom. I want them to look at me and be like, I want to be like my mom, right? And all of them, if you ask all my kids right now, they want to be like me. They want to be like their dad. And that makes me so happy. That's also the definition of success, right? So that's what makes me so ambitious is I just, I want to do that. Plus, I also have this need to be the best. And it's, I don't know if it's from God that I have that like need, but I just want to prove to myself every single day that I can be better than I was yesterday. And that's what keeps me going and keeps me trying for the next thing. And, you know, I get bored super easily. Like network marketing was boring me, right? So I was like, I'm going to try this. And then once I master one thing, I'm moving on to the next. Like that's why I'm so focused on real estate right now too, because I am so clueless when it comes to real estate that I'm like so focused on becoming the best at that now. So it's exciting. That is, there's never like an end, right? Or I don't know what that one saying is where you just like keep going, you know? There isn't. It's just like, what, what's next? Like if you're still alive, there's a reason why. Yep. Yep. And your younger four-year-old Cooper, right? My four-year-old is Channing. Oh, sorry. Channing, Channing. <laughs> I just think it's so cute when he says, I think I saw one of your stories. Oh, you're such a princess mommy. So I'm having a little boy in like six months. So it'll be cute to like hear that. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. And oh yeah, he always will grab my face and he'll be like, you're so beautiful, mom. And I'm like, oh my gosh, melt my heart right now. 
<laughs> totally. Oh man. Okay. So wonderful. So any, do you have any final words for my millennial doc listeners? Where can they find you and possibly learn more about you? And what are you really excited about right now? So you guys, I have a ton of free resources and courses over at mommymillionaire.co. And like, if you guys are wanting to brand yourself online, I have an amazing branding questionnaire over there. You can get completely for free. So you can create content for your ideal client. Okay. And second thing is this, I am so freaking excited about the mommy millionaire live event that's happening in October in Scottsdale, Arizona. So if you guys are, have any business at all, you should come because there's going to be a ton of ambitious women there and you're getting there to find your tribe, to gain business strategy, and also to just, you know, get some motivation to keep on going when times get tough and events always change my life. And so that's why I'm so excited about the event that I'm putting on. Yeah. So that's, that's what I'm excited about. Also super excited about the tech company that I'm raising money for right now. So if any of you guys are listening in and you've wanted to be involved in a tech startup, you can get in for as little as $25,000, which is huge. I mean, most companies you have to put in at least a hundred thousand dollars to invest in. So this is a very unique opportunity and I'm on a goal to raise 13 million for the company. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Oh, wow. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing your story with us today and going on deep into your story. I really appreciate all that you're doing in the world to teach other women really how to be shameless about their ambitions. So thank you so much, Kayla, for being my first guest. Okay. I'm just so proud of you for doing this because I know you've been thinking about it for a while and look, you have a baby you're cooking in your belly and you're just like that no excuses mama. And I'm so proud to just be a part of this journey with you. And for all of you guys listening in right now, it's very hard to put yourself out there and be vulnerable and doing what she's doing as the millennial doc. So if you guys found any value from this, make sure to take a screenshot and tag both of us in this podcast episode and let us know what you learned. And also reach out to her and tell her, what do you want to hear more of? Who do you want her to have on this podcast? And make sure that you know that I know the reason why she's doing this is because she's so passionate about creating a community to uplift each other in this world because it's really hard what you guys are doing out there in healthcare. And I'm, so I'm just super proud of you for going first and being the leader that you are. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Millennial Doc Podcast. I am so thankful for your support and hope you receive inspiration today to discover a better you, better health, and your best life. It would mean the world to me if you can take a second to share this episode with someone you think would love it. For free resources and inspiration, head over to drnicoletta.com and make sure to follow Millennial Doc Podcast on Spotify and subscribe on iTunes. And it would mean so much to me if you left a five-star review of the show. As always, step out with confidence and rock your life.